the fact that you constantly, I don't want to get emotional, but um, the fact that you constantly mention, I guess this is really, um, I guess whatever you said was, I guess it's really deep, you know, clearly I'm really effective, otherwise I wouldn't cry this much. So if you haven't already picked up on it, today is going to be a bit of an emotional journey, but I hope you can take it with us because we are going to talk about those fears facing ourselves, getting in deep and figuring out what it's going to take us to the next level and thrive. And today we're going to share some tips with you, but also some emotional stories of how some sisters are doing that work and having amazing results. Alaikum. Hey you, welcome. Good to have you back with us right here where you belong, where we as women are working together to learn not just to grow but to thrive. And today is one of those podcasts where we're going to go deep. Now I was talking to my team about this idea that I was playing around with and subhanAllah I kind of told my team and they're like, yeah, yeah, go talk to the, the sisters in the school. A lot of you know we have this school, and so um, I teach a lot of courses there. And I, I went to the sisters. I'm like, look, I have this idea for the, uh, you know, the advice to my 20 year old self. I wanted to do some type of like a podcast fusion. I know we're not like at an Asian. I always think of Asian fusion, Western fusion, Tex Mex. I always think of fusion like with food for some reason. But I meant like I wanted to do some kind of like a hybrid where I don't just give tips. I want sisters to show how they use those tips, and then how like it impacted their life one way or the other. And so I had these ideas to do that. And I went to the sisters in the school and I was like, look, this is my idea. I want to do this. And they were like, yeah, yeah. And you know, they were really interested in doing it. And if you don't already know a lot of you, a lot of you are in our school. And so, yeah, you might, so shout out to the sisters. So, um, they said, yeah, let me, let me, could I like, they got so excited to share. They started to think about the possibilities of how it could help this sister or that sister. You know, they remembered when they were listening to the podcast and it really meant a lot to them when they heard other women speak about things. So we're going to do something a little new today. I'm going to come on the podcast as usual and talk about tips and things and share, you know, information to help you. But we're going to do a little hybrid where I just for five minutes or so or 10 minutes tell you the pieces, but then I'm going to actually show you it in action, but not through myself and my own personal story from a sister that's going to come on in just five, 10 minutes and tell her story. So I thought that'd be really cool and powerful because for the rest of the um, advice to my 20-year-old self, podcast series edition. We're going to do a little bit of this. So many of you, and you might recognize each other's names or um, voices or whatever, going to come on and share with all the sisters. Very, very excited about that today. All right. So one of the things that I wanted to make sure I talked about on the podcast series for advice I would give my 20-year-old self was all about things I would tell myself related to things that were like super deep. Like I know last time we talked about self-esteem, if you didn't already know, go back and check out the last podcast. That was really, really good. So many of you DM me after that and were like, thank you. I needed to to think about my self-esteem. I need to think about the way that I think about myself. But we're going to go a little bit different right now. I want to talk to you about two things today related to 
facing ourselves and what's in there, especially before being married, being wives, being mothers. And you know, it's really funny. If I talk to a 20 year old right now, they kind of get what I mean. But if I talk to somebody who's been married or has been a mother, they're going to say, I could could just see them already nodding their heads as they're listening to the podcast, because I'm going to say something today and you're going to see it's going to get pretty emotional as you saw from the introduction. But even for myself, some things that are very emotional related to things that, that I needed to do that I wish I did more of that unfortunately I didn't learn about till later and after I've had my kids X amount of years. So I always feel like, gosh, my, you know, I have a lot of kids. I have five. I always feel like the first set of kids didn't get the best of me as the latter part in terms of my understanding of what it meant to be an even better person because I myself was going on that journey. I got married about 1920 and there's actually nothing wrong with the age that I got married. That's fine. Like I don't think I would have done it any different, but I wish I would have done some of the work sooner that I'm going to talk about right now because it would have made a world of difference, not just for my experience in my marriage and the way that played out and in, in, in honestly in a, in a horrible first marriage, as you guys know. And I think that was so much related to that. Um, some of it was out of my control and then some of it at the same time, I think I could have maybe saw coming many, many things and did things a lot sooner. But I, I didn't know because I didn't do the work. And so what I want you to take away today is that there are two tips I'm going to give you. And then we're going to jump to our sister. We have a sister named Nujirat that is going to come on today. And she is going to share a bit of her story of how she's doing exactly the two tips that I did. And she has had amazing results for herself because she is able to come out on the other side and say, Ooh, that was hard. But look what happened because I did it. And so really, really impressed with her. And she went to share. So very, very excited. So let's go into it. Number one, the first thing I want you to know that I would tell my 20-year-old self is do the work now. Because once you get married and once you have kids, you're not going to have anywhere near the amount of time that you have now. And you're going to wish you had taken care of some unresolved issues within yourself. Now, nobody can fix everything overnight, but I will tell you, it makes all the difference if in your 20s right now, you're putting a little time aside to yourself to learn, to work on yourself, to read, to do all the things that like nobody wants to do anymore, right? But they want all the results. And it's funny because um, I had a sister in, in a halakha that I used to give and she had, um, she was single. I remember her. I actually was with her through her being single, her having her first child and her having her next child. Let's talk about maybe a span of four years. I was her teacher and she was there when she was, you know, young. And I, I used to encourage her to, to read, to learn, to explore more about the topics Islamically. And she's like, yeah, inshallah. And she did, she did some of them, but then she got married. And then you know what happens when you get married, like women disappear the first six to six months to a year. Every mom knows because it happens with all my kids. Like they're always like super close to me. And then the first six months or whatever, they're super involved in. And that's just normal. Even my girlfriend, she was talking to me the other day about it. She was just like, oh, my daughter's still missing. I'm like, just give her another three months. And lo and behold, <laughs> there she was. So it's normal, right? But the point is you get really, really busy because now all of a sudden it's not just you 
waking up in the morning, anytime you want to do my personal schedule, you got this guy that you have to take care of. And then you're married and then you have your first kid. So and your second kid or whatever. And so the sister in the Holika was like, I remember her, she was like all like, you know, whatever with her time. Then she had the first baby and then she turned around to the other women in the Holika and she was like, you have no idea how much time you have, so much free time. She's like, I wish I would have done it. I want to read more. I want to do things. I wanted to go to more classes, but now I have the baby and it's so hard for me. And she goes, you have so much free time. Use it. Then I remember like she had another baby back to back. That's just the way it happened. Alhamdulillah. You know, it's Qadala Mashafa. And then she came to the next halakha and she was like, like the next, like not like right away, but you know what I mean? And she was like, she asked me like, instead that can I like address the women? I'm like, yeah, of course. You know, I trusted her and I knew she was had a great head on her shoulders. She was like, you have no idea how much time you have in your hands right now. Again, she's addressing the women who are unmarried and have no kids. She's like, I thought I didn't have any time, you know, when I was, you know, young. Oh my gosh, there's no time. I'm so busy. She's like, blown. She's like I was not busy at all. I didn't know what busy looked like till I had gotten married. And then I had a baby. She goes, now I have my second baby. And I'm telling you right now, I thought I had no time when I had my first baby. Now I have two babies. And now I know I really didn't even appreciate the time I had with the one baby. So speaking from, you know, the horse's mouth where you want to say like people who have been through that experience, they know exactly what we mean. But everybody else kind of thinks they always have more time. So what I want to tell my 20-year-old self is just learn now. Learn now as much as you can because once you get married and you get swept into that life, you have no idea how your schedule, your life, your whole flow changes. And it's not that it's for the worst. It's not that you don't have time for yourself at all. It's just believe me, you have a lot more time now, even though you think you're busy and you think you have your exams and you think you have your work and you think you have your crazy um, commute. Once you have, get married and have kids, it is no longer you're at your liberty to decide where your time goes. You have obligations. And so what I would tell myself is do now. You do have time. You're just not using the time as best as it could be used. And as a matter of fact, you learning is going to save you time. It's going to save you time and help you avoid mistakes. You know why? Because I talk to a lot of women, especially in classes that I teach, where they make mistakes. And unfortunately, because we're human, you know, like those mistakes carry over into our emotions. So I had a sister just um, the other day in one of the classes, and she was saying, like, I'm not over this guy. And it has been three, four years. So she's carrying this weight and depression and sadness and comparing every guy to him. I don't know, has that ever happened to you where you're just carrying some type of a memory with you? So my point is when you're making these mistakes, they just don't end at the moment you made that mistake, right? We carry them for weeks and months and years. And guess what? That is a lot of time wasted as opposed to learning and then now knowing and being empowered and being like, whoa, I'm not even going to go there. That's not going to work out for me. And preventative measures. You get me? So I would tell myself, like, definitely learn even more and, and do as much as you can. And the last thing I'll tell you before I bring on my special guest is um, facing my fears. 
I realized that I was not facing my fears. I was just kind of like, again, sweeping my emotions under the rug and, you know, just thinking like, oh, you don't have time to deal with this right now. I'll deal with it later and never really addressing it, never getting into the nitty gritty, never learning how to make it better. So between not facing my fears as much as I could, I did some, but as much as I could and not doing the work at the time when I had more time than I ever realized when I was unmarried. I mean, if I could go back, I would tell myself that. Let me, let me, let me hear any women right now that are listening to the podcast that are married, that have kids. You're nodding your head, right? You're like, if I could go back, there would be some things I could do. So here's the thing. I'm going to bring on the sister now, Sister Nojurat, and she's going to tell us how she was able to take herself. And she did this work. She did this work in her 20s. That's why I love her because she's such an amazing example. She did this work in her 20s. And then you're going to see the impact it had on her. She uncovered things that she didn't realize were in there. And she said, I came out on the other side, this whole different person. And I, I can't imagine me. I can't even look back to my old self and even like identify with her anymore. And so she said, you're going to see how much unhappiness she had in that other 20 year old self because she hadn't addressed. And then once she did, she's like, Whoosh my confidence level was totally different. And I want you to, to hear her story and hear how much it has impacted. You're definitely going to hear from her voice, but that could be you. You could take that thing, that horrible feeling and let it go. That emptiness you feel, that those things in your head that you feel ashamed about that you're trying to avoid, don't go there. She went there. Let's listen to her story. I think the whole finding a spouse process really did also come out of a lot of personal changes in my life. I've never actually gotten true happiness out of doing anything outside of Allah's commands. I, I, you know, two years before COVID, I wasn't wearing a hijab. I had a slightly different outlook on life. And I think at that time I was so, you know, it's a lot of mixing with the opposite gender and whatnot. Um, and generally I've grown up in that manner. So, you know, whether it be watching whichever movies I'm watching, you know, a lot of rom-coms, not thinking too much about how my mind's being polluted um, and then, you know, being just open to this free mixing environment, I kind of realized that, okay, this whole crushing over people, I don't know, very temporary, fleeting, and not really satisfying um, uh, experiences with the opposite gender is kind of what drove me to realize that, no, I think I want something long lasting and I want to do it the right way. Um, and then in October 2020, I guess I was scrolling through Instagram and it's like Allah just casually just slid your page my way cat you know as subtle as Allah is Al-Latif I mean yeah and then after that I signed up for your so I basically I signed up for your course in October 2020 and yeah that's kind of been where I'm at and now I'm you know I'm, I'm kind of at the state where I don't resonate with who I was in, in taking your course the fact that you constantly I don't want to get emotional but um the fact that you constantly mention I guess this is really, um, I guess whatever you said was, I guess it's really deep, you know, whatever. Clearly I'm really effective. Otherwise I wouldn't cry this much. No, um, that's really, that's really speaking to how much you needed to go there with yourself. I respect so much that you're doing that work because I talk to women so much. And as soon as it gets a little uncomfortable, they're just like, I can't do that. But like, you're going there. So that says something about your grit and your determination 
and your desire to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I ask that he puts that on your scale tenfold. Every tear is just testimony to your ikhlas, to your sincerity. Alhamdulillah. You're going to make me cry. You're going to make me cry. I I really do appreciate the fact that Allah has allowed you to experience whatever hardship that you've experienced in however many years of, you know, whatever sparked you to want to do such a course because I can't imagine how many people you've helped. I think this course really, every, every time you've reiterated um, that you're doing this for Allah and when Allah makes a promise, he doesn't break it, you know. And the fact that you kept reiterating and um, pretty much, I, I, um, I think every lesson that when you do something for Allah, like just, just it's going to be okay, you know. As a human being, we're just so not used to doing it. This tadabbar. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about this reflecting, like you're saying. And so, first of all, that's beautiful. That's good. It might feel strange, but that's because it's it's something unfamiliar, which is always what feels. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It means it's just unfamiliar, right? And then the second thing is, I like the way you noticed about your company. So here's the thing. Am I becoming bland? Am I becoming this, this, this? what you're becoming is a person who's becoming more like you're introspecting, right? Like all about like myself and and my company and you're thinking about everything. You're finally waking up. Maybe you're starting to feel a little bit shy in a way you never felt shy before. This is the haya. This is the beautiful modesty that's coming out of you that was being hidden or or covered or smothered before. And what's going to happen is, sis, you're going through, I don't know how you say, like, you know, when the butterfly is in the cocoon and then he's doing like the little transition, like you're in the cocoon right now. And then, so you're not done transforming. So don't like label yourself as anything yet. I'm this, I'm bland. This just, you're in the cocoon. And then when you come out, you will be more beautiful than before, but this time internally, externally, because internally first, it always exudes on your external anyway. It's like, gives you like a, a nur. I don't know how to say it. And you'll be beautiful to Allah and beautiful in the dunya where before, if you beauty yourself up, you can only be beautiful to the dunya, not to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So you're in transformation mode. You're not even done with your cycle. We can't label you anything you're not even done deciding who you are what you want and all these things good let let it go let it happen don't label it don't worry about it but let me just give you one piece of advice don't measure yourself against people next to you who are not on that journey the ones who have yet to decide to fix themselves at a certain level because they will always look spicy and fun and feisty but believe me there's a lot of what you had before which is unaddressed stuff that they haven't gone there yet. You're going there. So you're not because, oh, I don't want to go party. Or I don't go this or I don't go that. It doesn't make you boring. It makes you in a state where you're saying, is this what I'm really doing with my life? Is this how I'm spending my time? Is this how I'm choosing to make these choices? And you're reflecting and you're going to come out on the other side so clear. Yes, I'm making one, one change at a time. Which McCall, you did a bonus lesson on, you know, finding a spouse in the pandemic. I watched that. So I jumped a little bit from module three and I just wanted to see it because that was it was, I guess, most relevant. And um, and I remember that night, you know, you always need that push. And sometimes it's like you you ask Allah for the push. He gives you so many pushes. You don't take them. You throw them away, even though you've asked him for it. And it's like I'm disappointed with myself every time I do it. But I'm like, oh, I'm just I'm not good enough yet. But that night when I um, when I watched that video right before I went to bed, um, 
I had been wanting to unfollow these two, like, I guess, males or yeah, these two guys that I knew from work or from school. And I just had been wanting to unfollow them, but I couldn't find the courage because I was like, what are they going to think? How is it going to be? Blah, blah, blah. And I think that night you you talked about letting go of all the haram things. And yeah, what everything that you had said in that video really, really, really resonated. Um, and I, yeah, I guess Allah, Allah changed something in my heart. And at that moment, I got the push to do it. And I just went ahead. I did it. And I mean, I didn't tell anybody this, but um, I felt weird. I was like, wait, shouldn't I be feeling good after doing this? <laughs> Shouldn't I be feeling like I just did something really great? Why am I feeling like I did something wrong? I'm looking for signs to see if I did it, did um, if I was like overdoing it, overthinking. So I don't want to share with anyone else because they might have told me that, oh, you're overthinking. It's not a big deal. So that's the reason I didn't want to share it with anybody else. And then I looked out, I think, I don't remember that night specifically, but it was either that night right after I had done it, I was looking for a sign or the following morning when I woke up for budget. Um, the, the full moon was out and I was like, and I always look for that stuff now because I realized that Allah gives it so much importance and I haven't, that I should like, I should really start paying attention to the small details. Um, and it, it just felt like that was just there for me, you know? Um, cause it was funny because that following morning when I, uh, I was telling my mom, oh, oh, the, the moon is out and she couldn't see it mm. and she couldn't, and <laughs> I mean, I know, you know, whatever, so many things logistically could have happened. She could have gone to the other room. She could have looked in a different angle, but whatever the case was, she didn't see it. And I didn't share this with anybody, but um, yeah, I was just, yeah, I was like, okay, I think I did something right. <laughs> but you see how long you hesitated to do that. And then when you finally did it, it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, it was a big deal but yeah. it wasn't a big deal. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? I think yeah. it's just like when we think about praying, right? We hear the Adana is time to pray and we're like, oh, I'm just going to do this one more thing. Oh, I'm just going to do this one more thing. And there's like, it really wasn't a big deal to pray. It just was going to take two minutes. We could have just went and did it, felt good and right in the world and then moved on. But we make everything so much harder than it is and we push it off and we delay it the things that are good for us. And in the end, like we do it and we're like, that actually wasn't that difficult. I probably could have done that already. Like it didn't have to be delayed. So I encourage you and I hope you learned that like from this experience, like we don't have to delay things that we feel called to do. And you know, it's funny, I just did, um, because I'm doing the challenge with the women. And it's funny because one of the things I was talking about was taking action and how like I could lead women to the top of the mountain. I could give them all this information and I could help them climb and I could clap for them from the bottom or tech beer them and cheer them on and they can get to the top. And if they never, like we were talking about bungee jumping. I'm like, if you never actually go to face your fear and, and take the risk, like you never see the, the fruit of any of that labor of climbing up the entire hill, taking the hour to do it, you know, the emotional charge, like it all just goes and you just go back down the mountain with your head on low, like uh, you hype yourself up. And then we always do that. We don't actually take action, but actually saying enough is enough. I'm going to do this thing, whatever it is, whether it's learning or unfollowing or like whatever it is, we just leave it as is. And that's why we stay stuck. You know? Yeah. Those, those decisions are what build your destiny. It's not, the other things is those small, small steps. And that's what you did. And that's the real beauty that people underestimate, you know, subhanAllah. And that only comes from that internal work. So well done. Thank you. So yeah, I think 
yeah, I think just your, you give pep talks basically throughout the entire, uh, the, the course. And I think that's really majorly what, first of all, I think the, yeah, I, I think you mentioned something at the end, which is that 97% of women that you came across don't have the knowledge that you just shared. And it's completely like the extent to which that is true. Like, you know, I didn't, I mean, now I'm going to have to, so I took all these notes and everything, I'm going to revise them. And then um, it's, these courses give a lot of, and this one um, just gives me so much confidence as to what I'm doing with what I'm doing because of because of your words and whatever you're you know saying my journey was as such that I hit my peak of like connection with a lot at 25 and so from 25 to 27 I've just been it's been a lot of me and doing these workshops and trying to be better and whatever so now feels like personally now at at a stage where I should be uh, you know I'm ready for looking for spouses and stuff like that Allah brings the rest but most people they're like but is that really going to work for me? Is it, they just start doubting a lot. They doubt a lot to the point where they self-sabotage and it never comes. Then you're like, see, he never came. And I'm like, but you didn't do the work. You didn't do mm-hmm. anything Allah said, but you wanted everything he promised. Mm-hmm. Does that sound fair? Yeah. That, yeah. that, that, that doesn't sound like, you know, real, real, real justice. So I, I, I want to say how impressed I am with you and the work you've done. And I know that what you're showing me is like a perfect example of exactly what can happen. Like we talked about, like Allah's promise is true. And if women only knew that if they, if us, all of us, including myself, we could just get out our own way, how much could be possible for us? Alhamdulillah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Just the confidence that your course has given me, um, what what reached to my heart and so many other people's hearts. So thank you. Alhamdulillah. I think it's the intention of both of us with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leading everything because without uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guiding the process and without the ikhlas from both sides, uh, you know, nothing is possible without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that respect. So jazakal khair. Thank you. Thank you. You too. All right, my All right. love. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Well, I hope that resonated with you as much as it did with me. Just talking about this topic, sharing our time together here, especially with Nujrat, I loved it. And um, for all of you who are DMing me on Instagram, yes, it's true. Today is the first day where we're opening up the Muslim Marriage Lab, but there's something a bit different this year that I just want to make sure everybody knows is that usually we open registration for our master course on how to find a spouse like an expert. We usually open it for about two weeks, but honestly, this year we're just doing four days. And that's because we're finding out that we're coming to capacity pretty quickly and keeping open for that many weeks isn't even possible because the seats just fill up. So if you are interested or have ever heard maybe this year or last year, how we do this course, we usually only open it once a year and it's maybe twice, but usually only once a year where we bring women in. It's the same course that Nujrat took. So if that is something that you feel like you want support with, and you want to see that transformation for yourself, and you want to find that confidence and that clarity, I would love to go on that journey with you. More than welcome. The link is below in the show notes. Um, If that's hard for you to find, you can always DM me on Instagram, or definitely email my team about it at mindfulness at mindful-muslimah.com. All right. Lovely being with you guys. Don't forget, if you're not already subscribed, subscribe because I have a surprise. We normally don't release podcasts on the weekend, but because we have so many 
women that wanted to share with you guys. They literally like lining up. We might do some bonus ones. I'm going to almost bet we're going to do some bonus podcasts over the weekend. So don't forget to be subscribed so you can get that notification and check us back on the weekend. I will see you inshallah ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.